0: Third-year blues hit me as I stepped foot into Columbia University for my final year. The air was comfortably familiar, yet tinged with a pang of melancholy as I accepted the finite nature of my academia. A long haul awaited me, filled with the intensity of my philosophy thesis, expectations from my role in the philosophy club, and the sweet, yet bittersweet build-up to the final bow. It seems like yesterday when I was a wide-eyed freshman, now poised at the threshold of real life. I was ready for the impending surge of challenges. The golden leaves of Columbia crunched under my feet as I walked the paths that held countless memories. The corners where Emily and I shared hearty laughter, the spots where John and I stole kisses, and the hallways that resonated with philosophical debates. I toyed with the idea of how drastically different these paths would look a year from then, sans my footprints. But I thrived on the melancholy, It oddly fueled my aspirations to utilize every opportunity and make my last year count. Final year wasn't just about soaking in the comfort of yore. It was about making my mark on the university that had shaped a significant part of my identity. I was determined to delve deeper into philosophy and emerge as a thought leader among my peers. The idea of encapsulating my understanding into a thesis excited me and terrified me haltingly. Like every fall semester, I, along with my loyal army of caffeine-infused drinks, cheerfully surrendered to the enchantment of books. Charles Taylor became my 2 a.m. friend, while Nietzsche often accompanied me in strained afternoon study sessions. There were occasional run-ins with John, whose presence brought forth a bittersweet mix of emotions. Our conversations had transitioned from heartily shared ambitions to courteous small talk, an undeniable sign of progressive detachment. By then, the writing was on the wall. Our love story was slowly inching towards the end. Yet silently, we decided to let destinies play its course. Times weren't all about bittersweet emotions, though. I was living my passion, studying philosophy in depth, and each day brought forth new revelations. Deciphering philosophers' perspectives, deliberating the nuances, and unraveling the interconnectedness of their thought processes was enthralling. What excited me more was the prospect of succinctly portraying my interpretation of their philosophies into a comprehensive thesis that screamed Olivia in every word. As I dove deep into the profound sea of philosophies, little did I know I was about to embark on my deepest philosophical journey yet, comprehending the trajectory of my life after Columbia. My optimism was justified when my thesis topic was approved without any suggestions for modifications. The subject selection committee members nodded in approval and admiration when I announced the evolution of consciousness and its manifestation in Nietzsche and Taylor. It was an ambitious topic, admittingly, but I was confident that I could do justice to its vast complexity and philosophical depth with my nuanced grasp of the subject matter. The challenge was enticing enough to spur my intellectual cogs into an unceasing churn. Immersing myself into books, articles, and journals— "'filled with abstract, mind-bending theories. "'Often the wily muse would evade me "'just when I appeared to have grasped "'the essence of a nuanced argument. "'I would find myself amidst waves of intellectual chaos, "'struggling to find coherence and clarity amidst the storm, "'oscillating between euphoria and excruciating despair. "'More than once I caught myself pondering "'during arduous all-nighters "'if the grueling grind was worth it. "'I lost myself in the labyrinth of abstract theories, Constantly decoding and interweaving their intricate layers, Nietzsche seemed to morph from an acquaintance to an intimate friend, granting me deep insights into his thoughts. Often did I find Taylor waiting for me at the day's end, aiding me in understanding subconscious behaviors embedded deep within human nature. As days morphed into nights, a rhythm emerged. I found myself plunged into a state of flow, where Nietzsche's existentialism and Taylor's embodiment theories blended harmoniously revealing profound insights I had never anticipated. My thesis began to take form, each completed chapter adding a feather to my cap of intellectual satisfaction, shuffling between libraries, debates, and impromptu brainstorming sessions. Joy and stress danced hand in hand. At times, I fueled my intellect with rushed dinners and on-the-go coffee sessions punctuated by the scribble of hurriedly jotted thoughts. Meanwhile, Impromptu brainstorming with my academic peers added an exhilarating pace to my routine, transforming the drudgery of academic rigors into an immersive and engaging process. Success tasted sweet when I finally handed in the completed thesis, embodying hundreds of hours of relentless determination and intellectual pursuit. The palpable relief was short-lived, soon transitioning into anticipation for the final apprehension of my efforts. I was left with a strange sense of emptiness— my days suddenly devoid of the intellectual engagement the formulation of thesis provided. It was in this stillness that I realized my greatest affinity to philosophy, its ability to challenge and push me to my intellectual best. Looking back, my thesis probably wasn't just an analysis of Nietzsche and Taylor's philosophies. It transformed into a mirror, reflecting my discipline, unwavering focus, and intellectual agility. In every page and citation, it echoed my rigors as a student, my persistence as a learner, and my ambition as a thinker. Impressive or not, my thesis demonstrated my mettle, and in it, I saw a testament to my unwavering resolve to deconstruct, learn, and contribute to the ever-evolving realm of philosophy. Looking back to my final year at Columbia, a tangible reminder of the journey I had been on was inked onto my skin. Instead of initials or a profound quote, I chose a camera, an emblem of creativity, curiosity, and solitude that so reflected my essence. Naked under a needle, I barely winced as it pierced my skin, the camera gradually coming to life on my wrist with every puncture. This little piece of art was not just a nod to my love for photography that originated amidst the natural beauty of Oregon, it was a tribute to my sense of self, my desire for unique perspectives and an ever-intriguing world waiting to be captured. It became my silent conversation starter, my gentle reminder to seize the moment, examine it closely, preferably through a lens, and immortalize it. Much like every perfect shot, every tattoo tells a story, and this camera on my wrist encased a significant part of my narrative. As I watched the needle dance across my skin, expertly guided by gentle hands, I felt a connection blooming, the rhythmic hum of the device the slight scratch on my skin, and the smell of sterilized ink, all jumbled together to create an indelible sensory experience. It was an embodiment of the relationship I shared with my camera, a constant companion that shared ebbs and flows along my voyage of self-discovery just as the needle now etching my wrist. By the time the bandage came off, my wrist bore a tastefully crafted image of a camera that I wore with insistence, What started as a love developed into a passion and eventually solidified into a piece of my identity, etched permanently on my skin. It was an ode to my passion for photography, but beyond that, it was an ode to my journey of years spent exploring, capturing, and dwelling in life's elusive ephemera with my trusted partner. During the healing process, that camera on my wrist gave me a sense of profound joy. Every glance at my wrist not only reminded me of my passion— but also incited in me a yearning to explore and create more. The tattoo, a silent yet expressive piece of my identity, posed as a beacon, hinting at the path that lay untraveled ahead. It encoded my constant thirst for discovery, innovation, and creativity, acting as a compass every time life demanded a direction. Many years might pass, and the ink may fade, yet the essence of what it encapsulated will stay on, just as striking as the day it was etched onto my skin. It was my testament to the commitment I'd made to myself, and my passion. It was irreversibly me. Through it, my journey was inscribed not just on my skin, but on my soul, bold and undeniable, framed between the past and an anticipation for what awaits next. Telling my story, one shot at a time, now became a part of my legacy. As spring arrived, Emily and I, high off of graduation anticipation, Planned a trip one day to visit Central Park. We immersed ourselves in the green expanses. The joyous laughter of children playing. Families picnicking. Couples walking hand in hand amidst the contrasting urban jungle. Every instance a potential photograph. Camera in hand, I was seeing the world through my lens. Capturing fleeting moments in still frames. Playing with shadows as the sunlight filtered through the leafy bastions. "'Splashing patterns on the grassy carpet beneath. "'Emily, too, wielded her own camera, "'and together we ventured deeper into this urban oasis. "'I remember coming across a young couple, "'laughing and teasing each other "'as they paddled across the calm lake in a tiny boat. "'It was a scene straight out of an old romance film, "'their laughter echoing through the park, "'their love palpable, open, and infectious. "'I lifted my camera, "'framing this precious moment in my lens.' the camera whirring and the flash illuminating their happy faces. As I lowered my camera, our eyes met. They smiled, offering me a shy wave, their faces glowing with shared secrets and shared lives. As they drifted further into the water, disappearing slowly into the backdrop of the skyline, I was left standing on the cemented sidewalk, a silent observer, driven by my infatuation with storytelling. Emily looked over my shoulder, peeking at the photograph I had just taken. Her eyes filled with admiration as she studied the picture, her fingers tracing the outline of the subjects frozen in time. She claimed it was a masterpiece, and in that moment, I felt my confidence soar. My passion for photography reaffirmed. This day out in the sun, juggling between being a participant and an observer, reinforced my love for photography. It served as a reminder of how art and reality converged, seeping into my existence and altering my perspective of life. This expedition wasn't merely an escape from the voracious cycle of university routine. It was a voyage towards my artistic realizations, an exploration of my own abilities. Each frame I captured that day told a tale, a testament of New York City's picturesque spring, unfolding passively amidst its busy inhabitants. As the sun began to set, painting the sky with hues of orange and red, Emily and I packed up our gear, our hearts heavy yet satisfied. With dirt-smeared jeans, wine-tangled hair, and weary smiles we trudged back home, carrying with us more than just the weight of our cameras, but a memorable experience resplendent with shared laughs, sun-soaked banter, and captured fragments of life, that day cemented my love for photography, reminding me how something so subtle like a camera could capture such profound emotions, silent stories and raw human existence in a single frame. It was a validation of the camera tattoo imprinted on my skin, a metaphor of my existence, an embodiment of my passion, a piece of symbolism that will forever remind me of my ability to capture and immortalize the fleeting beauty of life. That day I realized that while I was a philosophy student academically, at heart, I was an artist, exploring the world through my camera lens one frame at a time, Spring didn't just usher in warmer weather and bursts of color all around Columbia. It also brought the realization that my student life was drawing to a close. The campus was buzzing with end-of-term activities, last-minute study groups, library cramming sessions, and that bittersweet air of farewell that permeated in each corner. In contrast to prevailing atmosphere, I managed to find myself a lush and vibrant oasis in the midst of all the chaos— a farewell party thrown by our close-knit crew of friends. It encapsulated our journey together and echoed the beats of our camaraderie. We laughed, we reminisced, we hugged, and we promised to keep in touch, just like any group of friends on the brink of stepping into the vast unknown after graduation. Amidst the loud music and loud chatters, engulfed by the laughing, dancing crowd, I found myself drawn to the solitude of the balcony outside. I wasn't alone for long. Professor Lawrence, my favorite philosophy teacher, whom I deeply respected, joined me. We had a long, engaging conversation under the spring sky, filled with reflections and predictions, a melting pot of reality and aspirations. On that memorable night, he extended an offer I couldn't possibly refuse, a position as his teaching assistant. Contemplating, I realized this was a perfect opportunity to remain connected with the subject I loved, philosophy while also venturing into the real world. It was surreal, a validation of the fact that I was not just another student passing through the hallowed halls of Columbia, but someone who had left a mark. Accepting his offer, I couldn't help but flash back to the day I first stepped onto the campus as a nervous newbie, filled with anticipation and a sprinkling of fear, to where I now stood, a person who combined philosophy and photography, intellectual contemplation and artistic expression academic rigor, and creative thought. As the party went on inside, the vibrant songs of our college life oscillating between a loud crescendo and a soft lullaby. I remember standing at that balcony, the night sky acting as a silent witness to the thresholds I was crossing and the thresholds I was yet to cross. Underneath the star-studded canopy, I felt my energies colliding, the contentment of learnt wisdom from philosophy and the thrill of raw instincts from photography. Leaning over the metallic guardrail, the cool, balmy breeze carrying faint hints of blooming cherry blossom, I remember promising myself that my story was yet to unfold, and this was just an exciting chapter nearing its end. But for that moment, under the veil of glittering stars, amidst the intertwined fragrance of frost and fresh foliage, and doused in the harmonious symphony of friendships and farewells, I felt like the protagonist of my own life— a life that was as complex and captivating as the philosophy I studied and as diverse and dynamic as the photography I pursued. My time at Columbia was down to loosened threads, threads that, regardless of their state, held immense significance. With each passing gathering, every dinner, every conversation, every shared laughter, I could feel the overwhelming wave of nostalgia washing over me. Yet, amidst all that, the philosophy club held a unique place in my heart. It wasn't just a club. It was an acknowledgment of my curious mind, a shared kinship with like-minded individuals, a reservoir of invaluable discussions. The last meeting was idyllic in a bittersweet way. The familiar classroom setting was ablaze with passion and sentimentality. We, the students-turned-philosophers, poured over Plato and Nietzsche one last time, our discussions meandering through intricate ideas of love, freedom, conflict, power, existence. Before long, though, these discussions began to feel like eulogies, respectful and thoughtful, imbibed with a sense of farewell. As we took turns sharing our favorite philosophies, each explanation was a subtle revelation of our personalities. Theories were passionately challenged, ideas were fervently defended, The room was buzzing with intellectual exchange, punctuated by laughter here and silence there. Our philosophies overlapped with our pasts and paths, shaped by our idiosyncrasies, reflective of our human tendencies and quirks. Yet, it was not so much a somber evening as it was filled with respect and admiration for each other. Each question we sparred with, each topic we delved into, were stark reminders of our evolution from wide-eyed, eager freshmen to budding, ambitious intellectuals. Memories of our countless meetings floated right in front of my eyes, a moving kaleidoscope of shared moments. When retracing the footprints of our club journey, I realized we were nothing short of a close-knit intellectual family, bound by shared interests, nurtured by collective growth. From our passionate debates to enlightening insights, the club had amplified our academic and personal journey, elevating us beyond the clutches of mundane college life. Ironically, ending my student life had inadvertently led me to cherish the headquarters of my intellectual growth, the philosophy club. As the final meeting wrapped up, we all took a beat before packing up our belongings, soaking in the silent memory of what had been our home away from home. The empty classroom appeared larger once it was devoid of its intellectual inhabitants, like an abandoned theatric stage after the final act. Seeing the club conclude wasn't just about the end, but a concept of impermanence the fleeting nature of time captured through eras of growth and transformation, ending and beginning, the real and contemplative. It was also a tangible reminder that each ending was inherently a beginning. Still, this was the club's last night, and even as dusk fell outside, inside, it felt like the dawn of a plethora of new beginnings. I walked out of the classroom, not looking back, certain that a fragment of me would always reside within its hallowed walls. The moment was finally here, the day I had been waiting for with a mix of dread and exhilaration. Graduation. I walked across the stage, my robe flaring around my ankles, a diploma clenched in my hand. Beneath the university's emblem, I felt the cool breeze of early summer, bringing with it a sea of applause and raucous cheers. The air was electric with anticipation as I looked out at the sea of faces, some familiar, others stranger all sharing the joy and pride of the moment. My name, Olivia Morse, echoed in the commencement auditorium. My stride was confident, my smile bright. I couldn't help but glow under the spotlight. All those hours spent in the library, the sleepless nights leading up to the exams, those intense debates in the philosophy club, they all seemed to converge at this single point of time. I remembered Professor Davies, his rapid-fire questions during lectures, his teachings that led my intellectual journey his snide remarks that steeled me for the real world. As cameras flashed, capturing that magical moment, I felt the weight of my achievement, a bachelor's intern philosopher from Columbia University. Yet lingering beneath that triumph was the heavy wave of an impending goodbye, the constancy of change subtly seeping in. My family sitting in the crowd, they clapped heartily, their faces a mirror of my joy and anxiety the familiar silhouette of my father's wide-brimmed hat, my mother's favorite pearl earrings glinting in the sunlight, Sophie, my younger sister, trying hard to stifle her tears. The sight of them was as sweet as it was painful. The applause waned, the spotlights dimmed, and I walked down the stage, holding on to my diploma, a testament of my hard work and commitment. Did I feel different? The script of my life had expectedly progressed, But that robe, the degree, they were artifacts of an era, not tenets of the person I had become. This was my moment, my proud accomplishment. Yet I was already aspiring for another milestone, another moment to leap forward, leap higher. My graduation was a punctuation in the story that was my life, signifying an end yet marking a new beginning. On that day, I realized how life was about these little beginnings and endings, about building and moving on. The real world loomed into the view, a challenge, a thrill, a calling, waiting to be explored. Traces of the academic realm melted away as I stepped outside the campus. But the learnings, those precious lessons, they clung on to me more strongly than ever. As the sun set, its rays painted the university in a golden glow, making its brick-walled buildings and manicured gardens shimmer in the dusk. The chapter called Columbia University saw its last sentences being etched, Phrases punctuated, space running out. But the book of my life had just completed its third chapter. This was not the end, but a pause before another story unfolds. As the wisdom-filled pages of Columbia closed, another book was opening, waiting to be unfolded, ready to fuel my next chapters. The philosopher in me reflected, the university was my training ground, the world will be my playground. This realization marked the end of an era, a poignant goodbye to my student life, and an eager hello to the real world.